As you do, turn to two people and tell them, say the word freedom. Just tell them freedom. Just shout freedom. Man, we are going to celebrate today. I hope you're okay celebrating. Um, we, uh, <laughs> it's the 4th of July. I shared a, a story online about one of my biggest memories of the 4th, and it was going to Jody's side of the family when we were first dating, I think, or we were pretty new in our relationship, so her family didn't know me that well, uh, which is why they put me in charge of lighting the fireworks. Suckers. Um, so the mortar shells, you know, they go in the tube. They were kind of a new thing. Like, I'd never even really heard of them before. So, so I'm in charge of the fireworks. It's getting dark, and uh, I'm getting to these big things at the bottom, and I didn't know what they were. And again, it's dark, so I found this ball and a long wick. I thought, cool, it's one of those, you know, things that shoot up in the air. So uh, no tube, no nothing. You know where this is going already. Um, so I light it, and the wick was long, but I've never, I've never seen a wick burn so fast in my life. So I'm holding it in my hand. I light it, and it was like, and I was like, ah! So I throw it on the ground. This is a mortar shell. It, it shoots. Of course, it's a magnet right towards the people. Why wouldn't it? So it shoots towards a lot of the elderly people. They haven't moved that fast in a long time. And it shoots right at them and just explodes. I mean, right in the crowd. And... Uh, so uh, I was never invited back, and uh, no, I, they did invite me back. I was just never invited to do the fireworks anymore. But uh, I always say a party isn't a party until someone has to grab their lawn chair and run for the hills, right? I mean, so I don't know what your experience is. I'm praying that you have one that was better than that for many people. I, uh, I'll tell you that we're in a series called The Fruit of the Spirit. If you grew up going to church or you're familiar with God's Word, you might have heard that term. It comes from a book of, in Galatians, a, a book that a guy named Paul wrote. You'll hear about him today. Um, I'll read it to you. There, there's these nine elements that make up a fruit. And this is what a life of a follower of Jesus should look like. Not just look like, but almost supernaturally look like. Because the Spirit is supernatural. Galatians 5, and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. We talked about that. Joy, we're talking about that today. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do me another favor. Turn to your neighbor and give him the title of the message. Tell him there is joy in freedom. There is joy in freedom. There is celebration in freedom. There's a reason that we have an extra measure of celebration today at Meadows Church. By the way, if you're new, you've entered into an environment or you're watching an environment online where we believe that church should look less like a funeral and more like a party. Yeah, because we have something to celebrate, right? We got something to celebrate. Now, I grew up in a church. I'm not, I'm not knocking the church, but it wasn't that atmosphere, okay? Like, it wasn't, I'd say it's, I, it felt like I had to tolerate it more than I got to celebrate it. If I, I'm just being honest. It was, uh, I mean, you would stand. I mean, so there'd be times of standing, but then you'd sit and then you'd, kneel and then you sit and then you stand and then you kneel and then sit and stay I was, I was in great shape had great cardio I was like yeah this is good but I, I didn't understand a word they were saying I didn't get it I didn't under, I didn't get any of it and I felt like I had to tolerate it but I'm telling you we like to celebrate it what could the church be you might be thinking celebration I, I know it's the fourth of July I know we're supposed to be like oh yay freedom but inside you might be hurting or struggling or you might feel so messed up and I would tell you that you are, and so am I. But I know this, we're not gonna let what is wrong with us stop us from worshiping what is right with our God. He has a word for you today. 
He has hope for you today. He's got joy for you today. Oh boy, he's got something big in store for you today. If there's anybody who shouldn't have hope, it's somebody who's locked up, right? This is Meadows Church, so I know that's probably most of you have been there before. So, <laughs> okay, maybe just me. So, um, in Acts, a story, a little story I'm going to tell you today. There's two guys that are locked up in jail. Acts, if you're not familiar with the Word of God, Jesus has ascended into heaven, and he started his first church. So the, the first church, this ragtag bunch of men and women are out starting the church. They have no idea what they're doing, much like me, I feel like, some days. And, but they're doing it. And as they're starting it, there's persecution. They're getting in trouble because Christianity is not popular, but they're, they're, they're making it popular in the name of Jesus. So Paul and Silas, these two guys, spitting the truth, they get arrested. That's where we pick up the story. In Acts 16, 24, a jailer, they're arrested. A jailer puts them into the inner dungeon. Well, that don't sound good. Clamps their hands and their feet into the stocks. Around midnight, they did something that not many people in the pen are doing right now, probably. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. They're praising God. They're singing to God. And the other prisoners are, are, are listening, I'm sure wondering, what in the heck? Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. A miracle happened. The prison was shaken to its foundations. The doors immediately flew open. Not just Paul and Silas's, everybody's. Chains fall off. Every prisoner is seemingly set free. My question is this. If there's joy and freedom, and Paul and Silas aren't free yet, they're chained up, they're in jail, they're in the inner dungeon, how could they exhibit so much joy before the doors open up? How were they exhibiting such praise to God when they were, they had no idea. I mean, the other prisoners weren't joining in. Here's a question. Do you think the other prisoners that were in that jail, do you think they would have been praising along with Paul and Silas if they knew in a few minutes the chains were going to fall off? Well, I bet they'd be up singing, praising Jesus. Give me a J, give me an E, give me, they'd be loving Jesus so much. They would be. But they weren't, they weren't doing that. Paul, let me ask you another question. Do you think Paul and Silas knew that when they were singing hymns and praying to God, that in just a few moments an earthquake would come, chains would fall off, doors would fly open, and not only them, but everybody in there would be set free? They had no idea. They had no idea. The Bible makes no indication that they were doing it for that reason that they were doing it because, you know what? We're going to get set free. God's going to show up. Chains are going to fall off. We're all walking out of here today. No, no, no. They weren't doing it because of that. Paul and Silas weren't shouting for joy because they wanted to be set free. Paul and Silas were shouting for joy because they had already been set free from their sin, from their shame, from their guilt, from their past. Jesus, they'd already been set free through Jesus. They had no idea. None. I, I love the story. It blows me away. But here's what I think. This is, this is I have a, a main point. <laughs> Try to make a point. I wrote down the joy they had in jail. The joy they had in jail was based on the freedom they had found in Jesus. 
And your joy today, even though that your marriage might be sucking right now, and your kids might be doing things that you don't want your kids to be doing right now, and relationships are falling apart right now, and work, you can't even stand to go to work. You Thank God you got Monday off, but you're dreading Tuesday. But you can have joy today. Your joy today isn't based on any of that. Your joy today is based on your security, actually, tomorrow. Your joy today is based on your security next week, next month, next year. Your joy today is based on your security forever. What do you, what do you mean, Pastor, my security forever? You'll, you'll know. You'll know by the end of our time. Your joy today is based on your security forever. See, our greatest problem, it's not what the kids are doing. It's not what's happening at work. It's not even what, what that dysfunction is in your singleness or your marriedness. It's that, that's not your, the greatest problem isn't what's happening around you. You know what our greatest issue is? It's what's happening in you and in me. I should probably, I, I don't, you're looking at me a little bit with a blank stare and that makes me think I got to do some sort of a weird illustration. Thank God I'm weird and I'll do that. So um, let me do something here. Let me give you an illustration. I know this is going to get weird of what this looks like. Whoops, I'm sorry. I threw that right in your, anyway. So you guys, I've been waiting to wear this all week. So, hey, this is, this is the first time I've ever been in an orange jumpsuit, okay? When I was in jail, they were blue, okay? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They, they were white, okay? So, anyway. So, some of you, you, you know what? You might not be wearing. <laughs> when I ordered this, I, I, get, I told them some of my story, and I said, can you personalize it for me here in my story? So, it, it says Psycho Ward. Anyway, so, whatever. I, I don't understand. They put the zipper on backwards? It's not high dollar. It is backwards. Okay, we're good. All right. How do I look? Good? Yeah. So, some of you, let's make it official. That's kind of close to the edge, boys. Just saying. Yeah, have faith. You have faith. Honestly, this is where some of you sit today. Not physically. Emotionally. Spiritually. You're in bondage. You're in jail. It's insane that you would live in, you could be set free, but you're not. And maybe it's your past. Maybe it's your circumstances. Maybe it's a false narrative that you believe that someone told you back in high school. It's a lie that you've heard. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, a hurt that you've experienced and it's locked you up internally, not externally. You're free. You're sitting here. You're watching online. I get you're not in jail physically like Paul and Silas were, but you're something worse. You know, what's worse than being in jail is being free and still living like you're in jail. That's what's worse. We live in a free country. Imagine how insane you would look living in America, acting like you didn't live in a free country. You woke up today wanting to come to church and, and, and you're not going to take the car because you might get caught. So you're going to run to church and you're hiding behind bushes and you're going through back alleys and this thing's wiggling a little bit too much. And anyway, so, and, you, and you're going behind back alleys and you're digging tunnels to church. And while I admire your tenacity to get to church, I would tell you that's dumb. You ain't got to do that because you live in a free country, but you're living like you're not free. Are you, are you Freedom is available. 
to you today in your mess, in your dysfunction, in your thinking, in your heart, in your soul, but, you, but you've been chained up for so long, you've gotten so used to it. In fact, it's so crazy. Let's see if I can turn this. Yeah, it's so crazy that the doors are literally open. They flung open. I'm getting nervous now. There. So, there. They're open. This is, the, this is even more crazy, right? The door's wide open. And you stand here. Or you sit here. Oh, that's tight. And, so you're sitting in jail. Okay, let me ask you a question. In the state pen right now, if the doors fly open in the state penitentiary, okay, here's what's not happening. The inmate's not saying, excuse me, security, security, uh, my, my door, there's a malfunction. Can you fix this? I, I think you need to, you know, can you just get the, no, there's a max exit for the door. They're not, they're not staying where they are. They know the door is open and they want to be free. Why would you sit in a jail? Why would you sit in a prison? Joy and freedom. It was opposite for Paul and Silas. They were locked up, but yet they were free. You're free, but you're living locked up. You're, you're living confined. You're handcuffed. You're in jail. And you don't have to be. The door is wide open. Why would you do that? You, you, maybe, you're, maybe it's a crisis that's crippling you. Maybe you, you've allowed your circumstances to define you. I don't know. Maybe it's your past. Maybe you've allowed your past to hold you back from the purpose that God has for you. But I came to tell somebody that the path before you is way bigger and way better than what is behind you. It's way, give God a shout if you believe it. You think it's good going forward? He's got stuff for you. You don't have to wear it anymore. You don't have to live this way anymore. God, you don't have to do it. Paul! Paul wrote most of the letters in the New Testament. Many of them were written in jail. Philippians. You know what Philippians is known, about, known to be? It's called the book of joy. Paul wrote it in jail. How is it a book of joy, Paul? You were locked up. Yeah, I was physically, just not spiritually. Just not mentally. See, my joy that day, Paul says, wasn't based on what was going on around me. It was based on what was going on in me. And that is way different. Paul used to kill Christians. Paul was a chief religious Pharisee. Paul was transformed by a man named Jesus. Some of you might know the story. On some road, he meets Jesus. And you know what happens? He goes from religion to a relationship. Oh my gosh, that is so key. That all of a sudden, it's not his agenda that matters anymore. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that matters. This is why, hey, if you're new, by the way, this is why I'm telling you. Meadows Church, Tory, we're not a religious organization. We're not. We're not a religious organization. We are an organization based on a relationship, and the center of it is Jesus. That's who we are, because religion and relationship with Jesus, they're opposite of each other, if you didn't know that's why Jesus had such an issue with it. Religion's all about me, okay? Religion is all about us. The gospel is all about Jesus. Religion is about what I do. 
But the gospel is about what Jesus has already done. I'm telling somebody, Jesus Christ didn't die on a cross to, to, to make you religious. He died to set you free. And who the Son sets free, who the Son sets free is free indeed. We're going to praise God. We're going to worship. I got to close by finishing that scripture. I know you're at the edge of your seat. You got to know how it ended for Paul and Silas. How did it end for the jailer? Understand something about back in this day. If one prisoner escapes, you're probably going to lose your life as the jailer watching him. <laughs> All the doors flew open. This guy is in trouble. The jailer woke up, it says in verse 27, to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. He's like, you know what? I'm going to beat you to the punch. But Paul shouted, stop! Don't do it. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. I'll pause for anybody who has a thought ever. Maybe you've had it this week. Maybe you had it this morning. Maybe you have it right now. If you ever thought about taking your life or doing any harm to yourself, from, our, from me to you, stop. We're all here. You are loved. You matter so much. This jailer is not their friend. He's their enemy. But look at the way they treat him. Stop. Don't do it. The jailer called for the lights. He runs to the dungeon, falls down trembling. He can't understand. This isn't normal. What's going on here? He's at the feet of Paul and Silas. And he, and he, brought, he brought them out. And he said, sirs, what do I got to do to be saved? He knew something was different. He knew it wasn't what was happening around them. Paul and Silas, what, what, what's happened in you? I want what you have. It's crazy. The, the jailer was more locked up than the prisoners. Certainly more locked up than Paul and Silas. In bondage, orange jumpsuit and all. What do I need to do? They respond. Lean into this, somebody. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. Well, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whoever said that freedom isn't free, well, they were right. It's not free. Freedom always costs somebody something. Ask a veteran, ask a, someone who's lost a friend or a family member in a battle. Ask Jesus. It cost him everything. Ask the father. It cost him his son. Freedom isn't free, but you can receive it today. See, you can be set free today. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. When you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you ask the Holy Spirit who, who provides the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, you ask that Holy Spirit to enter into you and make you new, it will happen. And some of you, you maybe have prayed a prayer before, or you've gone through the motions before and you're like, my life hasn't changed. I know because you're still living locked up. Freedom's available, the door's wide open, but you still sit there with your orange jumpsuit wondering where Jesus is. The whole time Jesus is like, I'm right where I've always been. I haven't left you. You just need to come to me. So, so Jesus tells us, I stand, at, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you open it, I will come in and I will eat with you and you with me and we will, we will be together. The gospel of Jesus Christ, you surrender to Jesus Christ being dead on a cross and rising from the dead, 
By the way, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the greatest miracle in history. And if you can believe in that event and hold on to that event and just believe that, oh, but I believe in all kinds of crazy stuff. I believe in evolution and I believe in, uh, okay, I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus was dead and today he lives. That's, the, that's why I have joy in any circumstance. That's why I, you can too. We, I was just at a, at a funeral this week for a child, okay? What, what's more, what's more grieve-worthy than that? I wouldn't call it a happy occasion. I wouldn't. You lose a child, I wouldn't say that's a happy occasion because happiness is based on happenings. But joy is based on Jesus. Big difference. What if I told you at a funeral for a little baby girl the undertone was joy. What if I told you that as we watched videos and highlights of her life, though we think too short, it was so packed full of memories and joy that you can't, you can't believe it. What if I told you that the parents, though they're grieving and hurting, there's still joy in them? How? Well, they knew that children like that little girl are covered by the grace of God. And while I preach to you today, we hang out in this world, fallen, she celebrates with a king in heaven. That's how we have joy. How do the parents have joy? You know how they have joy? Because mom and dad know that they'll be with her someday again. They will run with her again. They will play with her again. They will laugh with her again. They will be with her forever because they know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, you got joy. You got joy. Will you call on his name for real? Will you? Stop playing the game like I did most of my life. I believed in Jesus all my life. I just would not. I, I still want to wear a suit. I still want to be in jail. I still want to be in bondage to my drug addiction or to whatever, whatever you want to put in line. Don't, you don't have to live there anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. You could be set free today. You could be like Paul and Silas, locked up physically, but set free spiritually. I want that. Their joy today was based on their security forever. I love the United States of America. I do. I think we live in the greatest country in the world. And I, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't put my hope in it. Okay? I don't put my hope in the government of the United States of America. I put my hope in God, the creator of of the universe who is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask, dream, or imagine. So whether you're in the pit or in the palace, it don't matter because in all things, my God works for the good of those who love him. Give him a shout of praise, somebody. God, thank you so much. We are gonna celebrate. We got a couple more songs to give God glory. And after that, you have an opportunity to sell out. The prayer team after those songs will come up here. For God's sakes, let us pray with you. Let us love you. Let us walk with you. Don't leave here unless you know that you have the joy that surpasses anything that you're going through. The King of kings and Lord of lords died for you. For you. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. My question is, are you free, really? I talked to a couple in the Welcome Center. There was a freedom in them. I knew it. They had, they had jacked up situations going on all over the place. 
but there's this freedom and you know it because there's joy. I want that for our church. I want that for you. I don't want to play church. I want us to sell out to the King. I love you so much. Let's worship. Can we? Let's do that. And then let's pray and give God all the glory in Jesus' name. Let's do this. Hey, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. But don't stop there. I invite you to like or subscribe to our social channels. That way you don't miss a single video, update, or message. But not only that, would you consider sharing this message with a friend, coworker, family member? I mean, so many people need hope and encouragement, and you have the ability to bring it directly to them. Finally, one more thing. I want to ask that you would consider giving financially to this ministry. I mean, God has done so much, but yet we believe he wants to do so much more, like so many more people he wants to reach, so much more hope he wants to give, so many more lives that he wants to save, and your investment can help make that happen. So again, thank you so much. I love you, and God loves you more. God bless you.